Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. You know you're the best, Chuck. I'm just telling you. Give me the hogs, Chuck! This is like catching a big brown trout on the White River. I've always wanted this. Give me the hogs, Chuck. The season's halfway over. It's not all the way over. And uh, we're continuing to get better. We've got to cut down on penalties pre-snap. Well, I can live with four during the game, you know, but the pre-snap is hurting us. We're working on it all the time. But but our team is getting better. If we'll cut that out, we'll, we'll win several games here. Hey, that pretty much sums it up. As the Razorbacks get set to make a trip to Alabama and take on the Crimson Tide. That's where we start. On the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. It's been a week where the Razorbacks have had to go through all the things you have to go through when you've lost four straight games. They've been beaten up as well. This is going to be the fifth time that they have to travel to play a football game. And all those things wear on a team. And as we get to this point, the prize is you got to go to Bryant-Denny Stadium and play Alabama. It may not be a vintage Alabama, but they're still they're still good enough. Ranked 11th in the country. They've been an interesting team to watch. They struggled some early in the year. They looked vulnerable, frankly. They were vulnerable early in the season. They don't look quite so vulnerable right now. The Razorbacks, I think we know they've had their issues. They've been well chronicled. Coach Pittman talked about them just a few moments ago. In my mind, if the Razorbacks are going to get this thing to the fourth quarter and have a chance to win, and that's a big if, but in my mind, if that is going to happen, the defense is going to have to keep them in it. We played some really good wide receivers, and we understand that, they, you know, we played LSU. They, they've got some good ones, you know, and, and so we played some good wide receivers. Uh, it's going to be about our technique, things of that nature. We obviously know Alabama has outstanding wideouts and a guy that can get it to them, uh, but I feel good about it. You know, obviously, if we uh, don't feel good about man-to-man coverage, we'll do some type of zone and, and try to, you know, we can drop eight. We can do some different things to try to help the guys, but I feel good about about our guys playing well. Now, they're dealing with some injuries as they get set to play this game. It sounds like Dwight McLaughlin is going to be back. It sounds like he's going to be able to play in the game. There are some others who are iffy uh, and have been iffy during the course of the week. And now that we're getting to the end of the week, obviously if they've not practiced, they're probably not going to play. And the guys who have practiced are probably going to be the ones out there. Pooh Paul was shaken up in that Ole Miss game. It's beginning to sound like as we've moved through the week, that at the very least they have planned to play without him. That means other linebackers are going to have to step up. This may not always be a game where you can get away with playing two linebackers. Sam Pittman talked about that. The key there is if they get into tight 12, you know, they'll be in two tight ends. Um, if they get into tight 12s a lot, which they have, YY formations, if they get in there a lot, then – you know, our capabilities of playing a, you know, it just takes another linebacker out because now you need to be in three linebacker set 
so it takes a, you know, normally you're rotating two. If you get a whole lot of smash mouth, you're rotating three and, you know, we're not quite that deep. So, uh, it certainly could help hurt us in that aspect. Um, but I'm very comfortable with, with, uh, you know, the guys we have in the game. Um, obviously Pooh was a one for a reason. Um, but, uh, uh, I think what it's going to do is just going to make us look a little bit more our substituting patterns, depending on what we see, whether it's tight 12, open 12, 11. Hey, there are lots of things that have to happen if you're going to pull off an upset over Alabama. Special teams are going to have to be great. You may have to have a trick play in there at some point in the ball game. All those things generally occur when a team goes to a highly ranked team stadium and pulls off the win as an away team. Those things have to happen. And you have to hope that, frankly, the other team may not be on their A game. Um, I don't think anybody should concede anything going into this ball game. But Arkansas is going to have to do some things that they've not done consistently well in the games before this. Defense has got to keep them in it. Special teams has got to play well. They've got to have some semblance of a running game on offense. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to protect KJ. All right, we're going to talk to Matt Jones coming up in just a few moments. But first, I want to talk to those of you who are buying or selling a home. And I want to speak specifically about Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. You've heard me talk about them. And there's a reason that I do that. Number one, I partnered with them. I partnered with them to buy a home, to sell a home, and then to buy another one and sell another one. And my experience with them was great. I also know that they have recently been voted for the second year in a row the top Weikert franchise in America. And there are a lot of Weikert franchises in the United States. And we've got the best one right here in our backyard, Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. If you're a buyer, they're going to help you get into your dream home. If you're a seller, they're going to help you get the price you want for your home. And they understand very well that there's a lot of money on the table, perhaps the most you've ever spent. And you're going to be treated the way professionals treat their clients an open line of communication, and ultimately getting you from contract to close. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, Branson, Missouri now. And you can always log on to WeikerGriffin.com. Motorcycle Riders of America say, give me the hogs, Chuck. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Well, one of the Razorbacks who knows how to win in Tuscaloosa is Matt Jones. And a privilege to talk to Matt today as we get ready for this big matchup. Matt, I was looking back at some of the numbers on that game. And I remember being at that game and being part of the broadcast crew that game. And when it was 31-10, to 10, it didn't look very good. But then things got rolling again. It turned out to be 
Really a great day. I think you understand what it's like to win there, how hard it is to win there more than anybody. What's what's in store for these guys when they go to Bryant-Denny Stadium? You know it's going to be a battle as soon as they get off the bus, as soon as you show up. Uh, you know, Alabama, they, they got five stars, four stars littered down the lineup, and you know you're taking a bunch of three stars in there, and, and you got to bring your A game if, if you're going to get a victory in Tuscaloosa and – and Nick Saban defense is, is just like everybody knows. It's almost like they got twelve guys out there on the field. And um, we, we, the the thing you got to do if you're Arkansas is is play within yourself. Don't try to don't try to win it all in one play. You know, don't try to be too too big. Just just keep keep at it, chopping wood. Keep at it, and and hopefully you can give yourself a chance and have a one possession game late. And you know, don't let them run it run up on you, jump on you, and hide. And and then it could get ugly. What do you remember about that game that year in Tuscaloosa? Man, I played a little receiver that game. Uh, you know, Richard Smith, George Wilson, Stephen Harris, uh, Ryan Sorhan. Defense played well. Uh, I, I want to say they got a penalty on one of the one of the overtimes and 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 helped us helped us get a victory. It was uh, there was a rainstorm. It was a delay by about an hour, I think. When when the game started to when it was supposed to start, went out there and warmed up and had to go back in. So it was kind of a kind of a mess. And uh, yeah, man, it was uh, it's it's tough. Went two and two against Bama the four years up there at Arkansas, and every time, man, it was a it was a knockdown drag out. You you gotta you gotta be physical. That's the one thing about this team that I don't know if they are on offense yet. You know what is our identity on offense? Is it is it you know, delays and draws and being soft, or, or are we going to be physical and, and run the ball and get after somebody and, and put up some points? And, and it's, it's, we haven't seen it yet. I was talking a little bit earlier about how, you know, the defense may be what has to keep them in it if they're going to get this thing into the fourth quarter. What do you see? What did you see from Arkansas defensively? And, and you know, you know about the kind of matchup that they're in for down there. What do you see from Arkansas defensively in in that Ole Miss game? Well, you know Travis Williams. Travis Williams is a head coach in the making. That that's for sure. This this defense has not let us down yet. They've kept us in every game, and and sometimes that's the team. Sometimes your your team is. I've been on a team like that in Jacksonville, where we we didn't score a lot of points on offense, but but the defense kept us in it. Could get us turnovers, and you could find a way to win 10, 11 games and. Uh, for for this uh, for this Arkansas team, if they they can, that defense can keep playing. You you look, I, Chuck. I looked at the the stats on the the last couple of weeks. Uh, even even LSU, I think they started two three and outs to start that half. A uh, and M was able to get a turnover and a fumble the the two the two drives after the first half. Same thing with Ole Miss. You know, in the second half, start off good and uh, the defense have been keeping us in it. They fly around and make plays. They're very opportunistic. Uh, it's 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 kind of the new way uh, of college football of the twenty to the twenty man. They let them you you know you you don't let them do anything, but the twenty to the twenty, and then you you got to try to get turnovers and make plays and get stops, and that's that's what this defense has been able to do. Alabama's been kind of interesting. They, in some respects, have gone back to kind of like old school Alabama football. They line them run. On the other hand. Milrow throws a pretty nice deep ball, as we've seen in their most recent games. How do you kind of size them up based on what you've seen? 
Milro is a, is an old school quarterback. Uh, he's a throwback player. Uh, man, that that dude he he can run. He's a four or five guy. Uh, he does throw a good deep ball. He's a big strong kid. He he throws that rainbow that level three where the the receivers can run a, under it. Uh, he he's not very well uh, you know adapted to reading the defense, and that's what you saw early uh, at Alabama. And then they benched him for a game. Uh, but then the the thing with with coaches and and you know my pops was a coach and he, you got to coach to your talent you you got to find out what these guys can do and and then you got to do it you can't ask them to do things that they're not capable of because you won't have success and that's what they're doing uh, at Bama it's man we're gonna run with him we're gonna let him run we're gonna run the ball with our running backs we're gonna play action uh, we're gonna try to get a lead. And if they get a lead, then then their defense they pin their ears back, and then you then you gotta then you gotta throw the ball, and uh, next thing you know, uh, you you could be down seventeen. Now their offense is not anything close. This this is probably one of the worst offenses uh, that, that that Alabama's had in in a while. Uh, so that that being said, and you can't hurt them over. You know you you can you can you can muddle it up for them, uh, disguise them a little bit. Uh, but but you got to get them in second and long and, and and third and long. They keep the chains moving. That they, they, they'll keep that. They're going to be strong and physical, and it, it's going to be one of those two chin strap type of games. What did you think about the emergence of Ty Washington, and what could that mean going forward? All I know, Chuck, is is players when they get opportunities and they make plays. And and I saw him last year in a bowl game score a touchdown. Uh, didn't see him play much before that. Haven't seen him play much this year. He gets in there, he makes plays. And I don't know where he is on the death chart or or what goes on and what coaches need to see in practice before they put him in to the game. Uh, but keep flashing on the screen and keep making plays. The the quarterback, uh, uh, we, you know, you as a quarterback, you throw it to a receiver or a tight end, and they catch it and make plays. Man, you're looking for him again, and, and so hopefully you're starting to see that confidence build. And you know, Dan Enos is one of the best coordinators when it comes to getting mismatches with your tight end, and uh, that that should be a position of prominence here in in Arkansas as long as Dan's here. That if if you're a tight end in the country and 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 want to come play some football and get the ball, man, Arkansas is the spot for you. What do you think's involved, and, and we'll begin to wrap it up here. You talked about, you know, the offense and the blocking, the line, so on and so forth. If you're K.J. Jefferson, what do you want to see beyond the obvious? You know, your five offensive linemen, you know, block the other guy. When when guys come free in terms of chipping, in, in, in terms of protection beyond just the, the front five, what do you think he'd like to see? You know, it'd be it'd be better, Chuck. You get to see a better view. You know, you get to see it in person. I, I don't get to really see the all twenty two tape, and and so when I'm when I'm watching, I can kind of get the concepts. You see what's going on. Uh, I do see some of that late movement. You know, the center has his head back, looking at the quarterback, and and then he pops it up, and the guys have moved on him. Uh, that's 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 not a good. That's something that needs to be coached and be fixed. The the thing I do see, co- uh, Chuck, is. Uh, some of their mistakes are coachable and fixable. They're they're not uh, they're not just getting whooped. Some of it's technique and not knowing your assignment. There there shouldn't be a reason this late in the season that you have a ta- a left tackle and a left guard firing off the ball and they bump into each other. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. You you shouldn't be this late in the season and have twelve men on punt coverage. You know that that's there. There's just there's some little things that that comes down to discipline and attention to detail. But the the thing is, they're all coachable and they're all fixable. There's a recipe for an upset, and it always seems to involve turnovers. 
if Arkansas is going to win this game, have a chance maybe to steal it in the fourth quarter, it, it, it seems to me like that's going to have to be a big part of the game. What, what do you see in that regard? We, 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 our defense can do that. Uh, the, the one thing – Chuck, I, I look at at uh, KJ's, you know, his stats, and and I think it says he has six interceptions, and three and f- three or four of those, th- at least three of them, are into the half or into the game interceptions. So he is taking care of the ball. The running backs haven't been putting the ball on the ground, uh, but then the the running backs haven't been doing much. Uh, so if if we're gonna get this, if we're gonna get a victory uh, in in Alabama, it's gonna have to be a complete game, and that's something the Hogs haven't done yet this year. And, and that's on offense. That's on defense. Can't have false start penalties. Can't have illegal proce- procedure penalties. Can't have twelve men on a special team penalty to give them a first down. Uh, you you got to take care of the ball, and and you, and you got to play a little smarter. And I, I think they can. You know, you look at the A and M game. They had zero penalties, and and it, that game was closer than what the score was. Uh, you know, they had a special teams touchdown and and a defensive touchdown. Uh, other than that, our defense gave up 20. So it, it's going to have to be one of those perfect games that they haven't played yet. But but the, they're they're capable. They the, they are capable and, and have some confidence. And Coach Nutt used to always say this: There's there's when when there's a game like this, there's nobody in the country that believes that the Arkansas Razorbacks are going to win, except for the team in that locker room. So why don't we just go out there and shock the world? So why don't they just go out there and and they have nothing to lose? The great Matt Jones. Always enjoy visiting with you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Hey, lots of big college football games coming up this weekend, and if you've not downloaded the Bet Saracen app, you sure need to do so. I know there are a lot of national betting apps, but I also know there are laws in our state that keep those betting apps from operating within our state. So if you're really going to be the most informed and if you're going to have the most fun, you need to download the Bet Saracen app. It is Vegas, Arkansas style. And by that I mean you're going to have opportunities to place wagers on current Razorbacks, former Razorbacks. If there's a tie to the Razorbacks, there's going to be an opportunity to wager on that. Parlays, exotic bets, in-game bets, all sorts of ways for you to wager on the game you're watching. And I know there's the NFL coming up on Sunday, and I know that's got a lot to do with your weekend plans as well. The Bet Saracen app's where you need to be. They've got a how-to-play video that gets you ready to rock and roll with the Bet Saracen app. All right, coming up in the SEC this weekend, it's really an abbreviated schedule, I guess we could say. There is another game at 11 o'clock in addition to the Razorbacks in Alabama. Georgia plays at Vanderbilt. Georgia's a 31-and-a-half-point favorite according to the Bet Saracen app. Texas A&M, Tennessee, that's probably the marquee game. CBS is hoping so anyway. They're going to have that game at 2.30. Tennessee at home, it's a big game for both sides. Tennessee's 4-1, and one, A&M's 4-2. and two. Tennessee, minus 3, according to the Bet Saracen app. Florida plays at South Carolina. Razorbacks, of course, going to Florida a couple of weeks, three weeks, I guess, two weeks. Uh, they'll be down in Gainesville. Florida's 4-2. and two. They play at South Carolina Saturday afternoon. South Carolina's two and three, and yet they're a two-point favorite, according to the Bet Saracen app. LSU and Auburn Saturday night on ESPN. LSU's an 11-point favorite. And Missouri and Kentucky playing in Lexington. Two five-and-one teams. Hard to believe. It's on the SEC network at 630, Kentucky by two and a half. So a lot to pay attention to. 
as we move through the weekend. The NFL coming up on Sunday. But clearly our focus is going to be what happens Saturday at 11 o'clock at Bryant-Denny Stadium. The tied or prohibitive favorite. Razorbacks looking to shock the world. Enjoy your college football weekend. And uh, we'll be around on Monday to break it all down. Till then, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Go to hitthatline.com or search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.